Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, my co-host. You know, Kathy and I have been doing this now for over 16 years. Uh, Kathy, I just added that up. We got a, a note from our colleague, uh, Ed Nottingham, who's in a big organization, who posts this uh, on their site there. And so I think we have over 550 shows. That may even be shy of some of that. Um, so been very glad to bring this to you, to our audience. And so let me say just a couple more words, Kat, and then we'll bring you on. So what is Leadership Development News? You know, it's a podcast where we are have great uh, leaders, authors, um, thoughtful um, gurus in certain topics, and we're always looking to pick their brain on what are the few tips, tools, and things that you can use, and why would you want to use this? Today, we are in a, in a place where everything is more. We know from Gallup, some of the newest research, what's more? We're more anxious. We're, we're sadder. We have more anger. But the key thing to take away, 75% of people, and this is from Gallup, can use more emotional support. But hopefully we can give you some tools, some things that you can provide emotional support, not only for yourself, but for, your, for others and your team and your organization. So, Kat, welcome to our podcast today. Well, thank you, my dear. I, as I um, have said so many times over the 17 years that we have been partners on the airwaves, uh, you know, as I call us both the OGs of coaching, you know, it, here's what blows me away. We have, you know, watched the evolution of a craft that you and I started engaging in back in the 1980s and 1990s, and now everybody is into the coaching groove, and I am so excited for them to be a part of our world, and we want to make sure that everybody knows that they can get more goodness from us on cutting-edge tools and strategies to help themselves and their teams be more brilliant in any moment with much of our online learning programs and tools. So please, everybody out there, you know, Relly and I have been at this for a long time, <laughs> the OGs of coaching. We have so much free stuff for you. If you go to www.emotionalbrilliance.com backslash academy, we are updating things on a regular basis, please grab your 11 reasons why you need emotional intelligence. Reach out to us. Let us know what we can help you with. We're always here for you. And in today's world, as Relly said, where we need more, more of everything, we are stretched. And so this emotional intelligence territory that we are trying to help you map can be done so much more simply with an emotional, brilliant mindset, set, just, just zooming in on that one emotional subscale that you have 
that you can use as your bullseye to take you through any situation. So I'm excited today, Riley, because we have such a powerful guest. Fast forward five power principles to create the life you want in just one year is coming out on September the 5th, and we are so just blown away by what this company is doing to create environments for one-on-one peer coaching and accountability and giving you tools to be your best. And I don't want to take any thunder away from your introduction, Relly, but I can't wait to get into this conversation with Wendy on behalf of herself and and Lisa, the CEO of the company. So I want to jump right in. Great. All right. Well, Kat, I'll I'll do Wendy's uh, introduction here. Wendy Leshgold. And Wendy, you can correct me if I don't have it right. Wendy Leshgold is you got it. the co-author you got it. of okay, good of the forthcoming book, uh, Fast Forward: Five Power Principles to Create the Life You Want in Just One Year. So we're going to pick her brain about uh, what are some of those things. She is the co-founder and president of the Fast Forward Group. It's a professional development and executive coaching company that has transformed the careers and lives of more than 100,000 professionals at leading companies around the world that we all know, Amazon, TikTok, Google, J.P. Morgan, Chase, Ford, and more. Wendy has designed a simple and immediately actionable system of power principles, which we will delve into to help people achieve success and fulfillment in their whole lives. So, Wendy, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. We, you know, we, we are um, always very intrigued by what is going on in the coaching world, in the environment in which we're currently operating. You know, it's, it's now called the Banny world. We use VUCA for a long time, volatile, uncertain, chaotic, and ambiguous, and now it's brittle, anxious, negative, and absolutely um, kind of impossible in some, in some ways um, to operate in these environments without some of the things that you bring forward in, in this book, Fast Forward. Tell us a little bit about how you got here, Wendy, and who's mm. been influencing you in your life, other than Relly and myself, of course, as the OGs of coaching. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I, well, listen, I like to think of myself as an OG of coaching. I've been doing this since, not as long as you guys, but like pretty much since the early 2000s, and people still didn't know what coaching was. I remember having to always define it. You guys probably remember that, too. Um, so how I got into this was uh, that I was in advertising for many years and experienced, you know, what it's like to work in a fast-paced corporate, you know, environment. And I I actually really, really loved it. I did it for a long time. But I kind of came to a crossroads in the early 2000s and just saw that I could make a bigger impact on people. And uh, so I started my own. I went back to school. I got certified in coaching, and I started my own coaching practice and worked with many people across many different industries, loved that work of, of just helping people to achieve their you know, full potential in life, see more possible for themselves. And, and then in, um, in about 2012, 
my oldest friend from sleepaway camp, Lisa McCarthy, my current co-founder, she was at a career crossroads as, as I felt was I, and, and I was looking to see, you know, how do I, how do I take some of this work that I've been doing with individuals and, and make it so that I could have that kind of impact across way more people? How do you scale uh, something, you know, that, that I had been doing sort of at the one-on-one level? And Lisa was, had spent many, many years as a sales leader. She had worked at big media companies and she was, you know, found herself at a crossroads wanting to, uh, you know, make an impact in a different kind of way, uh, get out of the corporate trenches. And we both kind of saw together. And by the way, just being able to work with my best friend, and she's one of the biggest influence, influences in my life, Lisa is, uh-huh. uh, being able to work together for all these years has been just such an incredible gift. Um, because we are alike in so many ways, but also have different talents that we bring to our business. But we both, we both experienced firsthand and appreciated the, the I don't, I can't remember the acronym you used, not VUCA, but the other one, um, Brittle. Oh, Benny. What was it? Benny. <laughs> we saw that. Okay. So we saw that firsthand, both from the people that we coached and also just working in those environments. And we felt like, we could we could help here, and we could give people um, a way to have it look different while they're still building their careers, still giving a lot, but not giving it all and not feeling burned out and depleted at the end of every day. There's a way to um, be able to be successful and achieve your goals, but also be fulfilled and, and not put your life on hold while you're doing it. So that was our goal. Mm-hmm. That's what we set out to accomplish. And we created the Fast Forward System, which is what the program is about and what our book is about. And it's been an incredibly rewarding uh, journey over the last 11 years doing that. Wendy, that, that sounds fabulous. And I think just uh, the idea of working with your best friend, I've written uh, two <laughs> yeah. books with my best best my best friend, John Luckner. And what I think yeah. was so so fun about that, it'd be interesting to hear about this collaboration, but what I like about that is the professional, academic, scholarly uh, aspirations in, in one moment, and the next moment we're giving each other a hard time about the girlfriends we had in elementary school and how awkward <laughs> and gawky we were and stuff. And so it just, it just enlightens that. Have you kind of had that where you go back into the present and then all of a sudden you reach back into years, years, years together and experience? Yeah, I mean, I, I, definitely we have. I think also when you have a relationship with somebody that is so uh, profound, you're able to say things to each other that, uh, you know, you might not be able to say to lots of other people in your life. Like we are very, very real with each other. Um, whether it's, you know, something that's, uh, positive or something that's negative, you know, and I think that's essential to being a good, to being good business partners. Like we're really able to be authentic with each other. And if I'm facing a challenge in my life or she's facing a challenge in her life, you know, we lean on each other for, for support. And, you know, I think when you have a history with somebody, it makes it, um, you can really, you know, be there for them in a way that, is unique. Let me just say one more thing, and then we'll go back to our question. So I think what's so valuable yeah. about that is you knew each other, and I knew him when we knew nothing. <laughs> and so we were totally naive <laughs> and knew nothing versus versus people we know today. I'm trying to share, oh, here's what I know. Well, then I knew nothing, and that sense of vulnerability yeah. is quite a bond. 
A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And it's been, it's been, you know, it's very um, meaningful to have been on this journey with somebody where, that you do have a shared history with. And last week we recorded our audio book in L.A. And, and Lisa, you know, flew in and she stayed at my house and we had never, you know, we, this is our first book. We'd never recorded an audio book before. And being able to have that experience together was it was, first of all, it was really fun. And second of all, it was just really meaningful, you know, that we, you know, kind of a, a, accomplished this milestone together after all these years. That's Good stuff. So it, I don't know, Riley, if you've ever done an audio book, but when you, when you do that, yeah. um, I will tell you that it is, I did it with a dear friend of mine, um, Barrett Abigdor, when we did What Happy Working Mothers Now. And I have to tell you, being locked in a booth, for days at a time talking to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the most cruel things you will ever do <laughs> to your own brain. Yeah. Doing it with a friend yeah. is very important for sure. Yes. <laughs> so tell us about this statement that anyone can fast forward to a better version of themselves, whether it's a, a, you know, a manager, a parent, or a friend in just one year. And how mm. do you express that? How do you get that across to people? Mm. Yeah, that's, um, you know, that really, that's the essential question is first you have to figure out what, what is the better version of yourself. Okay. So that, that so defining what success could look like in a year is really the, the essential task. Um, and the first task is, is getting clear on what success looks like, informed by, but not limited by what's happened in the past. And so, you know, we have this, our, our, our first power principle in the book, and really the foundation of our program, is we ask people to declare a bold vision. And um, that, you know, that's, that is really what helps people to get clear on, well, what, how do I, how do I want to show up? How do I, um, what do I want to accomplish? What do I want to say yes to? What do I want to say no to? You know, what, what will it look like? Where do I want to grow and improve? What, what will my outlook be like in a year's time? Because so many of us are just caught up in the swirl of our day-to-day to-do list that we're not focused on that. And if you're not focused on that, then you can't be intentional around that. So, so that's really the first thing we, we have people do. And, you know, and one of the things that and people often, um, when, when we, you know, they look at the questions in the vision exercise, the first thing that often happens to people is they think to themselves, oh, I can't be bold. I'm, I'm not going to be able to do that. Right, like they get in their head about what is and isn't going to be possible for themselves in the future. So we do some work with people. We have an exercise we do, and we we have we we offer this both in the book and and even when we're live with people, where we have them get really conscious of where they've been limiting themselves, like what their limiting beliefs are, so that they can see, oh, maybe that could be possible in the future for me if I really wanted it, like maybe I'd be willing to write it down, <laughs> even if it's not a slam dunk. Maybe I'd be willing to write it down and then think about, well, what would it take to make that happen? That, that's the first step. So well, um, let me just follow, follow up on something. Uh, and we're going to go to a break in a moment. 
But so the one year piece, we can kind of come back to that. So that stands out as both, you know, the work that yeah. all three of us do is very valuable. But I think what gets people attention one year, uh, I could probably do that. And then we want to talk about power. What is a power principle? So we're going to go to yeah, our, and, and I'm gonna... our first break. Okay. Okay. And then, yeah, and then we'll be right back. So you're listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Come right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Icy Tech. Like the hard-working men and women that get up every day and do their job. The ones that stop at nothing to make sure that it's done right. It's not just an effort. It's not just know-how. It's a way of life. IC Tech has been with you since 1998. And with the veteran community being behind you, we understand. With quality. With passion. We follow you in this way of life. Icy Tech, for those who get it. Icy Tech is a proud sponsor of the Emotional Brilliance Academy, where e-learning is leading edge. How can you be brilliant in the moment, given the daily challenges you face at work and home? How can you enhance your strengths and limit your weaknesses? Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler's mission is to help people be the best version of themselves at work and at home with simple, trusted, evidence-based tips and tools. They have combined forces, applying the powerful science of emotional and social intelligence with the latest in e-learning and AI technology to bring you the Emotional Brilliance Academy. Through the leading Emotional Brilliance Academy programs, they help everyday leaders like you balance your emotions to better connect with people, enhance top performance, lead your teams and your organization. The Emotional Brilliance Academy gives you a common sense approach to enhance your effectiveness and happiness both on and off the job. Sign up for the program, enhance your skills, and be your best self. For a free trial, go to freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. That's freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. EBA is powered by Fearless Leaders Group, the H2C Leadership Foundation, and True North Leadership. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're having a delightful conversation with Wendy Leshkoll talking about her new book with Lisa McCarthy called Fast Forward. When we went to break, Wendy, we were talking about these power principles and the intentional vision and understanding what we want to say yes and no to and really being very specific with ourselves. What is this framework with one year? How, how did you get to 
to this idea that this could be done in just one year? Yeah, that's um, a great question. And uh, here's how we think about it. When you think about, you know, oftentimes you hear people talking about a vision for the future. And if you're looking out on the horizon at five years, three years even, or longer, it's hard to be specific. It's hard to be specific about that, like the details of your life and what they would potentially look like in, in three years or five years. It's if you're going less than a year, if you're looking at achieving certain goals in like, say, three months, and we had a company we worked with once and they said to us, we're a quarterly company. We can't go out a year. We have to be, you know, a quarter. And we said, no, when you write a bold vision, it, there's a, there's the magic of one year because you can be extremely specific about what your, what your life looks like, painting a picture in vivid color so people could see it. So you could talk about specific relationships in your life. You could talk about um, specific things that will, circumstances that will look different. You might learn how to do something or get better at something, or it could be that you have a relationship a year from today and you just want it to look different or better. And, And that's something you can work on in a year's time. And, you know, you may not, there's certain things that might not be possible in a year, but you can really get, specific and measurable in a way in a year that you just can't do when you go further out. So that's part of it. So it doesn't mean that you're living that, you know, when we say you're, you know, you're going to create, um, you know, a, a, a compelling life in a year, it doesn't mean that we're living in a fantasy world. Like we can be really bold, but really have it be within the realm of, of possibility. There's a big difference between what's bold and maybe feels uncomfortable, but, but you really want it to happen and versus fantasy, which is completely out of the realm of, of, of reality. So that's, that's a little bit about how we, you know, we think about one year. Mm-hmm. And I think what it does, and, and Kathy and I always talk about the power of the vision and especially in coaching uh, Richard Boyatzis from Case Western, kind of one of the founders of emotional intelligence, talks about the positive emotional attractor. And that's really what that bold vision is. It's like a magnet. It pulls you, the positive emotional attractor, mm. towards that. And so I love what you're saying about uh, in one year and how do you um, get that specific. Yeah. You're using a term, one, one more uh, thing. The, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just, ahead, you know, I love sure. what you just shared about um, like a magnet, like it pulls you to it. And, and one thing we found, having worked with so many thousands of people, is that oftentimes people are really like, uncomfortable to put things in their vision. They're thinking to themselves, oh gosh, I don't know how I'm going to do this. They feel this compelled to need to know how. And, you know, oftentimes that's not the most important thing when you're writing down, you know, aspirations Mm -hmm. that are important to you. I think what's important is writing it down. And they say that the research shows you're 42% more likely to accomplish something just by writing it down. And, And, you know, in the people that we've worked with, that has proven out. People can't, are, are just always shocked by how much they accomplish in a year, even though they didn't know how when they originally wrote it down. You know, it's funny that you, you say that, uh, Wendy, for a couple of reasons. There's, uh, there's not only the science that says that if you write it down, you're more likely to do it, but it's actually a way that many professionals who are high performers, like Patrick Mahomes, for example, um, you know, he will write down every play when he watches Mm. video and he will go back and write that play down multiple times 
and it's his way of ingraining it into his mental muscle memory. And so that's really what we're doing, I think, in terms of these power mm-hmm. principles. We are, as Relly beautifully said, creating that positive emotional attractor. And as we go through that writing exercise, we are now engaging in that intention. And, and so it's very mm-hmm. compelling. Tell us a little bit more about this, this, this saying, this phrase, throw your hat over the wall. What's that about? Yeah. So, um, you know, this is one of our core things that we say to people and, and where it comes from is there's a, there's an old, um, there's a story that, uh, Frank O'Connor, he's a Irish, old Irish writer that he told about his childhood. And, and when he was a boy growing up in Ireland and he was, you know, very poor and he, he and his, um, friends would go on these walks after school and they'd be wearing their school uniforms, uh, which included a hat. And every time they would come upon an orchard wall in the countryside that they didn't know how to get over just so that they didn't know how to pass, they would take their hats off their head and toss their hats over the wall so that they would have no choice, but to have to figure it out so that they could, you know, get their hats back because they obviously did not want to show up at school the next day without their full school uniform. And so we use this expression as a way of having people write down things that are so important to them uh, that would feel, they feel so proud of, even if they don't know how they're going to get it. And there's so much Mm. power in in doing that. And, you know, a, a great example of throwing your hat over the wall is for Lisa and I is, is writing our book. And, you know, for, for many years, we, we actually didn't even write it for a while, but then eventually we said, okay, we're going to do this. Like we, we feel like we have, you know, we've helped so many people, but there's lots of people who are never going to be working at these big companies that we engage with. And we'd love to put all of the magic of our program in a book form. And we, so we wrote, you know, that was a really bold aspiration for us because we had never written a book before. We didn't know how we were going to do it or find the time to do it. And, and it didn't happen right away. Like, I will admit that there were years we wrote it and it didn't happen. But we kept playing for it and throwing our hats over the wall, and then it did. And so I think sometimes people have so much fear about going for things without knowing the clear path that then they just don't even play mm. for it. And, and we always say to people, you know what? If you fail, it's okay you'll probably achieve more than you would have if you hadn't thrown your hat over the wall at all. And that has proven to be true in so many cases. The other thing about this phrase is uh, when you, when you're doing this is telling people that you're doing it because while you're 42% more likely to make it happen just by writing it down, you're twice as likely to accomplish it. If you tell someone you're doing it, that's the, the power of sharing that's why we, we, the power principle says declare a bold vision. You're not just writing your bold vision to keep it private. You're actually mm. saying it out loud, which, again, is very uncomfortable for people because we're so wired to avoid risk um, in, as humans, you know, in, in, in life. That's really that's a, a great concept, you know, so that sense of commitment. So that's one of the power principles you say is throw the hat over the wall. And so maybe take a moment and, and define the power principles. I know you got five of them. So um, was bold vision, I imagine, was one is, is throw your hat over the wall. Yes. Another. So maybe just kind of walk, um, walk, th- just walk us yeah. through it. Yeah. 
And what is a power yes, principle? Yes, yes. Yes, so first of all, a power, you know, a power principle is a, phrase, a very simple phrase. Um, each one is a very short, punctuated sentence that is very simple, but they're very actionable. And so it has to be actionable. Usually they contain a verb, um, so it's something that you do. But they're also deeply transformative and usually not only require you to actually do something, but it also requires a shift in how you think. And so declare a bold vision is the first power principle, and throwing your hat over the wall is part of declaring a bold vision. The second power principle has to do with mindset, and the phrase we use is choose a new perspective. And that is, and that one also I think probably relates very, um, you know, it's, it's really all about how the stories you tell yourself what you know what you um what you believe to be true you know versus like what's really a fact versus telling yourself maybe a negative or disempowering story and then believing it that it's true and then how that potentially could get in the way of achieving the aspirations that are important to you so that's power principle number 2 it's very meaty a lot in there um number 3 is plan the work and work the plan and that really is all about helping people be intentional versus reactive. And, and again, you know, part of, I think, what is so powerful about writing down your, you know, what your dreams and your ambitions is that once you're clear on what they are, then you can create a plan around them. Then you can be intentional around that, around them. And that, in this power principle, we show people how, you know, how do you get in action? How do you be more intentional? So that's power principle three. Number four is really all about communication. We say use language of action. And it's about really raising your consciousness of how you speak, um, what you say to people. So communicating with intention, so like in a way that really helps move things forward. Um, and, and I'll give you an, an example um, of just sort of the, the power of this. And uh, we use this, this phrase in that power principle. We say, you're either in the stands or you're on the field. Um, and, and we use that metaphor uh, for, for communication. So when you're in the stands, you know, you're, you might be using language that's descriptive. It could be educational, but it's not moving things forward, whereas there's certain types of language, for example, making recommendations, making requests of people, right, setting a desired outcome for a conversation. That type of language really makes things happen. And sometimes I think we don't use it because we're just not – we're just not aware of, of how we're communicating. So in this power principle, we, we kind of, we really unpack it so that people can get really clear, you know, how to communicate. You know, so many times we want people to help us with something or do something, um, but we avoid making requests around it. I think it just feels uncomfortable to some people. I don't know if you guys have ever felt that way <laughs> about making requests oh, or recommendations. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, you know, it's funny, as you're speaking, I'm thinking of, just some of the cultural distinctions um, that I've bumped into over my career working around the globe. You know, there are certain right. cultures where if you are yeah. directive um, and you make a request versus a recommendation, it just, they bounce off it. It's like it's too, um, it, yeah. it, it's too hard. It's too... Um, you're telling me what to do, not offering me yeah. an opportunity. Same thing with setting an outcome versus setting a direction. And so yeah. we have been trained by the reaction of our teams to behave in a certain way that may, in fact, keep us in the stand 
versus get us on the field. And I think giving yeah. people permission, Wendy, to, to go about that um, is an important part of, of what you're doing in the power principles. Share a little bit about some of the emotional intelligence factors in your model because as of course as, as you know Relly yeah. and I the emotional and yeah. social intelligence world is where we've been for 17 years and even though each of us have gone into different directions with that we're now back um, our team is now back into the fearless um, programs uh, much like your bold um, statements how, how does the emotional intelligence work into that yeah so I think that um you know, all of our power principles ladder up to helping people to accomplish the bold vision, which is really the roadmap of, of, for people of, of their own success and happiness. And so how, emo- how the emotional intelligence plays in is that how you listen to people and engage with people coming from a place of curiosity versus solving their problems, telling people what to do, um, you know, being interested in, in, in standing in somebody else's shoes. The, the last power principle is all about that, and the way that that power principle is phrased is stop talking and get curious. <laughs> and we give people <laughs> a, a lot of very prescriptive, because, you know, especially in leadership, okay, it is, you, we feel the pressure to solve everybody's problems to tell people what to do. People think, oh, if I'm the leader, I have to tell people what to do. And yet, so it's totally counterintuitive to be able to stay back, to get quiet, to get curious, to ask questions, to help people, to empower them to solve their own problems. And, you know, I'll never forget, there was a woman that I worked with years ago when we first started doing, doing Fast Forward, and she was, uh, you know, a manager um, and the manager of managers, and she felt like she loved being a manager, loved what she did, but she felt like all she was doing all day was, was troubleshooting and solving everyone's problems. People, she, mm-hmm. she said, you know, I feel like I'm just sort of the dumping ground for everybody's issues, and I'm just telling everybody what to do, like a triage, you know, person. And what she saw in, in the work that she did with us was, wait, what if I, what if I just stopped doing that? What would happen <laughs> if I didn't do that? If I just was, you know, let people share, ask them questions, and help them to think things through on their own. And, you know, it was transformative. It was, it was, tra- it took a leap of faith because she had to believe that people could be up for the task, which they were. They proved themselves to be. She had to, you know, kind of retrain them because there were some bad habits. But I think that this notion of standing in their shoes, having empathy, but not coming to the rescue is, is you know, is, as you guys know, because this is the work you do, is, is game-changing and is essential in, in having right. your, you know, having, the life, having your life look the way you want it to look. And in leadership, it's, it's doubly so. Wendy, we com- are, uh, we're going to jump into... Yeah, we're going to jump into a quick break and come right back. Relly, I'm sure you're, you're ready to jump into a whole new direction here on this curious listening. That's one of your favorite passions that you uh, use so beautifully, uh, especially on this program. So don't go away. We'll be right back. You're listening to Leadership Development News.
Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. How can you be brilliant in the moment? Given the daily challenges you face at work and home, how can you enhance your strengths and limit your weaknesses? Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler's mission is to help people be the best version of themselves at work and at home with simple, trusted, evidence-based tips and tools. They have combined forces, applying the powerful science of emotional and social intelligence with the latest in e-learning and AI technology to bring you the Emotional Brilliance Academy. Through the leading Emotional Brilliance Academy programs, they help everyday leaders like you balance your emotions to better connect with people, enhance top performance, lead your teams and your organization. The Emotional Brilliance Academy gives you a common sense approach to enhance your effectiveness and happiness both on and off the job. Sign up for the program, enhance your skills, and be your best self. For a free trial, go to freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. That's freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. EBA is powered by Fearless Leaders Group, the H2C Leadership Foundation, and True North Leadership. Icy Tech. Like the hardworking men and women that get up every day and do their job. The ones that stop at nothing to make sure that it's done right. It's not just an effort. It's not just know-how. It's a way of life. Icy Tech has been with you since 1998. And with the veteran community being behind you, we understand. With quality, with passion, we follow you in this way of life. Icy Tech, for those who get it. Icy Tech is a proud sponsor of the Emotional Brilliance Academy, where e-learning is leading edge. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers, with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. And uh, we're talking right now to... uh, Wendy Leshgold, I'll say that right, she has a book, uh, Five Power Principles to Create the Life You Want in Just One Year, and uh, that's going to come out in September 5th. It'll probably be on Amazon and all the kind of key places that you would get a book uh, from, and I'm just looking for her website. Wendy, why don't you give me the website, and then I'll say yeah. a little bit more about listening. Our website is fastforwardgroup.net. There you go. And so people can get the book from <laughs> there, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. They so can we, get the book on the so website. We, yep. Kathy brought us to the break, and we talked about uh, this idea of being curious. You know, the most popular coaching book is from Michael Bungay Stanier. The Coaching Habit, yeah. and I'm sure you've looked at it. Most people have. What I love about that, again, these short things that you could say, how do you stay curious a little bit longer? And I think it's to mm. fight what we would call, Kathy and I would call, 
that writing reflex. We all have that writing reflex. When someone says something, oh, well, maybe you should do this. Or why don't you look at it this way? And so we have that sense that it builds us up. Um, we, we're being helpful, but often we're being too helpful. So one point often when, when we're coaching people uh, to be able to insert this question before you give advice, and this question would be, mm-hmm. so what are you thinking about? What's some of your ideas about that? If you could use that as a discipline to say that first before you get to your advice, mm-hmm. all of a sudden the doors uh, open up around listening and so in this listening, I know one of the things you talked about is your own self-talk. So what would you say to someone about, you know, first, how do they listen to themselves? And is there some tips in there? Yeah, because yeah, oftentimes, you know, the way, that we, the way that we talk to ourselves often is we would never speak to other people. <laughs> Sometimes we talk, the way that we're talking to ourselves is so critical and harsh that yeah. we, if you really examine it, and you really actually raise your consciousness of how you're talking to yourself, that's actually the first step um, to being kinder to yourself is listening to what am I saying to myself here? And would I ever speak this way to another person? Because usually the answer is no in those moments. And, um, and so, you know, again, like similar to challenging limiting beliefs, I think the first step to um speaking to yourself with more kindness and appreciation is raising your consciousness of when you're not doing this and noticing it. That's really the first thing to do. So that sounds easy enough, right? And then, um, and then you know, the next thing after that is, is really to say, well, wait a minute, to really challenge it and say, wait, is that really true? Um, am I, you know, really incompetent? And oftentimes we talk to ourselves in absolute, you know, it's sort of like, oh, you know, I, I'm, this was terrible, and I always do this, and this never works out. And, you know, oftentimes when we actually listen to it, or sometimes I ask people to write it down, write down the conversation that you're having with yourself, because then you, like, really can examine it um, and challenge it and focus your attention elsewhere, like on your strengths versus your shortcomings, which sounds so simple, and yet most of the times we're just not doing this. Um, so that's, you know, one day, that is a, that is an easy thing to do. Yeah. It's funny. I'm smiling as I'm, as I'm interrupting you while I'm listening, as Zelly says, an artful (laughs) interrupter. I want to tell everybody, I have a sign. I literally have a sign that I created and it's in my kitchen and it's over my sink and it says, yes, I talk to myself. Sometimes I need expert advice. And so it's like, you know, you have to think, right? You have to think of yourself as that expert on you, but as Relly loves to say, and it's such a beautiful thing he uses, you don't want to be on your case. You want to be on your side. And the one thing that I, you know, love about working with Relly all these years is he lives by the things that he expresses. And I think that's really one of the things you're saying here. And I want, I'd love to get into some more of the meat here. But for someone to honestly listen to themselves, to their self-talk, to honestly notice how they speak to themselves, and then to use that, that opportunity to challenge how they're speaking to themselves versus how they would speak to a loved one or a best friend or someone who needs help is one of the tools that many of us have used for for many, many years. And it's crazy that it's something that we all have the gift to do, 
and we just don't do it. So good on you for making it it a possibility for people to do it. Yeah, and Kathy, I think the other thing that is important, because there might be people listening to this who are saying to themselves, well, that sounds right. I love all of those, you know, expressions and the sentiment, but I just don't know how to do it because I just keep beating myself up. And I think if you're you're somebody who's saying that to yourself, um, you know, what, what happens when you practice something is that you get better at it and it takes time. And, you know, there's this, um, you know, there's lots of data on how long does it take to create a new habit? Well, the average amount of days is 60 days. So if you say to yourself, okay, I am going to try to, we give people four or five practices in our book on how you can fuel your own confidence and stop talking to yourself and beating yourself up on a regular basis. And if you practice these things, you get better at them, like anything. So it's none of this is rocket science. You don't have to be extraordinary to be able to do this. You just have to be willing to practice something over time. And when you fall off the wagon, get yourself back on. <laughs> That's really yeah. Cool. We need an we need an A we need an AA for 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 coaching. I think is what we should. I think the three of us should just start a new AA for coaching. <laughs> Right, right. Well, especially about this, this, this self-talk. And so another adage that we use is how do you take the beating and turn it into a learning? Often the beating is to try to improve ourselves and how do we get better, but it's the way you do it. And so if you say, okay, I want to improve, but how do I do this as a learning, like, like you would with a child? So we've got another question for you before we get close to the end here. You know, both all three of us work in organizations. I've seen this. I'm sure each of you have. Just getting someone, uh, an appointment with someone is so challenging because everybody is so busy, more so than every, ever before, given what we said earlier in the show. You know, everything is more. So, uh, they are so busy. So how do you uh, deal with folks, because you've been dealing with folks at Amazon and Meta and TikTok, um, who are, I'm sure are very busy, how do you get them to even get the time mm. to look at these principles and get the time to try to work on this? Yeah, that's that's a great question and one we've been asked many times. And, you know, the first thing I say to people is I make an assertion, and the assertion is you have exactly enough time for what's really important to you, and your job is to figure out what that is because if you do – You'll organize yourself around that. And I think what happens to people is that, you know, it's like we, we kind of get to work on Monday. We, you know, go race through our days Monday through Friday trying to get everything done on our to-do list. And then all of a sudden it's like Friday and it's time to collapse over the weekend and then to do it all over again versus really being intentional about putting time and energy on things that actually really matter. And it doesn't mean you can be, you're going to be perfect, but, you know, it's almost like the 80-20 rule. If you were being more intentional and spending more time on what mattered to you the most, you would take ground on those things. And the first step is figuring out what success looks like a year from today for you and your whole life and getting really, really intentional, getting organized, getting disciplined around making it happen. And we have this expression that we say to people in our program that I think is worth mentioning here. And the expression is people's actions are directly correlated to the future they see as possible. 
So I'll tell you like what we mean by that. So when you were a kid, right, and I, I'm going to use my son, who is now a teenager, but when he was like a little guy, I, my son has always been a really great athlete, and my son used to say to me, Mom, I don't know if I want to be in the MLB or the NFL because I'm so amazing at football and baseball. And he believed that. Like, that was like what he, that was the future that he saw for himself. And so his actions in the present were consistent with what he believed for himself in the future. And most of us were like that when we were kids. Like, we had this whole, like, wide open view of the future. So the first step now as adults is like, well, what could the future look like, even if the past was different, even if it didn't look like that last year, right? What could be possible next year if I'm really designing something new? And that's, that's the first step to take is believing something else could be possible. And then because we're human and this is how we're wired, we will confidently take steps and be like you said earlier, um, Relly, you said we're like a magnet for the vision. We organize around what we think is possible. We get disciplined. We get resourceful. We get intentional around it. So even if you feel like everything's a swirl of busyness today, this one step, it's like staging an intervention in your life and getting organized around what you see as possible. I love that. Yeah, staging an intervention in your life. And just repeat that statement again. People's actions are correlated to... People's actions are directly correlated to the future they see as possible. Mm, that's great. You know, yeah. along those lines, yeah. I've been using this. This I've been using this adage I heard from James Clear, and I think um, you know all of us were trying to influence folks in a positive way. And I love this that every decision you make is a vote for who you want to become. So that mm. intentionality that you're saying. And I'm passing that. that on because it is that yeah. that mindfulness that, you know, who who do I want to become in this moment? Well, this decision in the moment, and this goes back to Catherine, I talk about emotional brilliance. You show all this in the moment. And so who do I want to become in this moment can be a uh, real directional focus on for your intention. Love that. Yeah, I love that. And the other thing I would add about it, because you guys were talking at the beginning of the segment about the word more. Everything's more. And what I don't want your listeners to take away from this is that it means that they need to do more. Because oftentimes, yeah. it means doing less. It means to, it could mean doing less. It's just about getting clear what's important to you. So for those people who are like, oh, my God, I don't have time for one more thing. It's not about doing more. It's about just doing more of what lights you up versus just doing more stuff. Well, you, yeah, I think you yeah. said it best, Wendy, when you said you will get the time if you understand what's important to you. So that means understanding what matters and then the intent right. around what matters are the actions you take, and that time will come naturally by doing some of the other things that you have in your wonderful forthcoming book on what to say yes to and what to say no to. And that human choice um, that we have consciously to make is so important. Let me make sure everybody knows where to get your book. It's at fastforwardgroup.net. And the name of the book is Fast Forward, and it is the uh, Power Principles. And um, I guess everybody can can do this in in less than a year, which... Which yes. is amazing. So, 
So fast forward five power principles to create the life you want in just one year, coming out September 5th. So make sure you go and get your your copy. I'm going to go get mine. And anything you want to make sure that we mention um, as we start to close today's show, which has been really very, very emotionally connective for me on the subject of human transformation, because we're all, Mm. no matter how old we are or how long we've been doing something, are a possibility for being a better version of us. And thank you for contributing Mm. to that. Yeah, no, I think that's a great note to end on. I I, I fully agree with what you just said. I think people have, um, people innately have the ability to design and create the life you want in just one year. And that doesn't mean it's going to be perfect and it doesn't have to be. But living a life of intention and optimism um, will always have people at the end of the year feel that they've achieved success and fulfillment. Well, Wendy, I love this because I think it, Kathy says, so resonates with us. So living a life of intention versus we're all on autopilot, you know, more than yeah. we even realize. So, so just kind of being in the moment, figuring out what's important to you, some of the things. So thank you so much for you and also Lisa McCarthy, your co-author in Fast Forward, Five Principles to Create the Life You Want in Just One Year. You've been listening thank to Leadership Development News. And thank you so much. Uh, so we're going to Our sign pleasure. off. Leadership Development News, Profiles of Practice of Top Performers. Continue to tune in to tune up your performance. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.